doing? Good, good. All right, we got everybody? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> All right. Okay. You're still not showing up. Did you call in or how are you getting in? Who, me? Yeah. I don't know. I Using that crazy it. microphone he got. He already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk to the people. How y'all doing? Let's talk to Yeah. Got next episode. Glad y'all are all here. We got uh, myself, the Craig Mack. Oh, Patrick Santiago Foy. I was going to say who? <laughs> <laughs> you got King Javon here. Yes, sir. And this is the Unsolicited Podcast. Is that right? Because oh, close. Enough. As I'm sure you guys are uh, able to tell, we've been having some uh, some issues with the name, trying to make sure that we're the only ones with it. Uh, you know, so keep searching it by unsolicited and, you know, unless there's a major change, we'll keep y'all in the loop. But as of right now, this is unsolicited and our unsolicited advice. <laughs> so, so I wanted to deviate from, well, I guess we all kind of wanted to get away from just dating and stuff like that. Cause I mean, it is common and that's what we'd be doing in our twenties, but there's a lot more important things going on in that hand. Uh, and even more than the virus is what people seem to lose track of is 2020 supposing to be the uh, the next election year and that rolling around in September. So uh, I guess uh, one of the topics that Javon brought up was uh, something that was kind of new to me, uh, a new concept to me that I hadn't really uh, explored, but that was voter suppression. And uh, Javon, if you want to give a little uh, background to the listeners who don't know what that is or uh, just a little insight to you know get us going. So voter suppression is a thing that's been around for quite some time. Uh, it's been going by different names. Sometimes people just said it like they're trying to suppress the black vote or not let people vote. It doesn't have always to do with race, but majority mm-hmm. of the time it does have to do with race. Um, a lot sure. of times in certain communities, you'll see the poll booths moved. And they'll say that they're moving the poll booths for this reason or that reason. I know a good example would be in Wisconsin. I know a couple weeks ago, they had a judge race. Um, I think it was their Supreme Court judge. And so with the virus, they said that people, the Republican Party thought people wouldn't get out. They wanted the Republican judge to win again. People still went out to the poll booths, even with the virus. And Republicans didn't think that would happen, so they still held the election, so they could still reelect their particular judge they wanted. That's an example of voter suppression, thinking that the people won't still uh, be able to vote for those politicians that they want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll redistrict an area and move some things around and say that this part of the community voted for this person or that person, even if it's not real. So they'll actually lie. Uh, yeah, it's a simple way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a KIS guy. Keep it simple, stupid, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, if they, if that's what they're doing, then that's, I mean, like I mentioned, that was a, a new concept to me. I didn't know that that was even something that was happening. So uh, to find out something like that, and if I'm, you know, corrected from what I understood, and a little bit of research that I've done, uh, they'll actually like place it out of the somewhat out of reach or out of the way of people that uh, otherwise would be voting. So 
uh, if, if someone typically votes blue or, you know, a certain kind of people, like a, a more impoverished area or, uh, of course, minorities uh, where they're, you know, densely populated, uh, if they place it in somewhere where it's more apt that people are voting, you know, uh, Republican or red and more conservative, that uh, they just won't come all that way out there to do it. Yeah, that's a big point of it. That's a good example as well. What would you say is a good example, Patrick? I, I know you living in a different state than us now. You've experienced it a little bit different too. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, pretty much, it, it, it's very similar, you know, across the board. Because you know, as you were saying, voter suppression isn't anything new. You know, when the United States was first founded, um, it, you had to be a property owner and a white male. And then, you know, they did away with that. But then in, you know, the 19th and early 20th centuries, they came with the, and especially in the 20th century, the Jim Crow laws, which um, affected, you know, you know, the minority population as far as become and suppress their voting. They used things like poll taxes, a literary test, you know, all types of tactics to, you know, per, um, persuade them to not vote. And then when a Voting Rights Act of 1965 was dropped, you know, those that kind of did away with that. But in place in 2013, they did the voter uh, ID laws, which is similar to what's used here. So pretty much you need some form of identification, like a government issue ID. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because 11 percent or 21 million Americans do not have a government issue ID. And mm-hmm. the what. Yeah. And the way that they go around that is to say, oh, we don't want people to falsify or to vote twice. But in the years since that's been implemented with all the elections we've had, they've only had 32 confirmed cases of people trying to you know, falsify records when it comes to voting as far as them voting twice or voting under a name, um, you know, a false identity. So, you know, it's across the board and, you know, redistricting is a huge issue, you know, as you guys spoke on now, where here in Norfolk, you know, it's a lot of military, heavy military population, you know, and, you know, a lot of interracial couples actually out here. And, you know, typically, you know, they tend to um, vote Democratic, but if they redistrict, like I live in Norfolk, if they redistrict enough, it could look like this, the city is Republican when it's when it's not right yeah. oh and now i understand oh, that, that i was just quick uh like i understand that on a better level now so like they'll just kind of like red wash the the area exactly so that okay yeah i I just thought they're like like lying about it but now no, that I, I know what you mean now jamal yeah yeah <laughs> Now, there are cases where they're lying, where Javon brought up a good point. So the DMV, let's say you don't have a military or you don't have a government issue ID, um, but you want to go get one. During, you know, the election season and specifically um, elections that we don't focus on, the legislative uh, elections um, who help make the laws, they will close DMVs in impoverished neighborhoods or change the bolding times. And this doesn't just happen here in America. In Canada in 2011, uh, they sent out robocalls to people. I believe it was the conservative conservative party that sent robocalls to people who tend to vote opposite of that party, telling them that the polls were in locations that they weren't or giving them incorrect 
um, times and hours. So those people either missed the poll completely or maybe just in time or just, you know, essentially just in focus. So they lied. And yeah, listen, now that's straight up lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right. lying and those tactics happen a lot. Australia, United Kingdom, it's, it's not just here, but it's very prevalent out here in America. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, yeah, um, again, like now that uh, the light's been shed on that for me, um, I guess maybe we should just see what we can do to, to help sway that and change that from uh, being having such a great effect on, you know, our people and then other people that are just less educated uh, with voting. I know that's why a lot of people push for voter literacy. Uh, I didn't understand why it was such a big uh, why it was such a big thing that people focused on. And now uh, now I understand that on a grand scale, like it actually is, I mean, keeping from certain things changing. Potentially. Exactly. Um, no, you're exactly right. Um, that's what it usually comes down to. If it's, you know, not the, you know, the voting ID laws, it's the voting literacy, whether it's, you know, loyalty to your party without really understanding exactly what your candidates stand for, mm. or just, you know, loyal because that's how you were told to vote. So that's how you vote. Cause that's all, you know, exactly. And that's uh, the next thing we wanted to uh, get into. I uh, know from the notes we had going, uh, like people do get wrapped up in in voting history, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like we're black, like we ain't voting for no Republicans." It's like, okay, but if you focus on what your way of life is, uh, and you you're trying to preserve that, that's that's how you should vote. If you need to vote for your best interests, you can vote for a Democrat if you want to, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't suit you in some cases. People that uh, you know that have you know made their money, so to speak, and you know are, aren't trying to pay twenty uh, percent in taxes, while people in lower brackets pay five. You know what I'm saying? Like just because you already made your money, like that's some people on that side of things might not see that as fair, and they would vote uh, in a more conservative way because that's what it means to conserve to keep keep it that way. Exactly, and um, um. Real quick, uh, Craig, just wanted to kind of touch on one uh, one more thing with the voter ID laws, if that's okay. That um, Yeah, no, for I, sure. Just, that, that want, that's, that'll just be where we're going. Yeah, that I wanted to just make sure. Because, you know, a lot of people, they'll say, well, it's a good idea for us to have people, you know, identify themselves. But, you know, in states like Texas, for instance, um, what they do is what they do out there is your FOIA card. I, it counts as an identification, but your student ID doesn't. Uh, your uh, uh, active military's ID card counts as a government issue ID, but a veteran card don't. And the reason why they change this is because, you know, you know, black people, minorities, not just black people, minorities join the military as well, and they become veterans. And some, that's their only form of identification because, you know, even if you are issued free IDs by the state, there's still cost involved just to get that. And from a taxpayer standpoint, the voter ID laws is actually essentially almost a waste of money because Texas spends $2 million on educating people, hiring people for really unnecessary parts uh, of the voting. Voting shouldn't be that ridiculous. We already have all these candidates. We have all this research we have to look in when choosing somebody. And now we've got to go through hoops and hurdles just to elect somebody in Indiana spent over $10 million to produce free ID cards from 2007 to 2010. 
So, you know, it, it's also a huge cost involved in current our current voting system. So, um, Javon, what about you? Any, you know, further thoughts with that? I think that voter suppression, voter suppression has been happening for a while. However, I also think that some people have not been aware of it. It happens in different forms. Just like recently, it was prisoners that the down in Florida. Sorry about that. Down in Florida, that they did not want to vote. They originally want to appeal that they can prisoners can vote if they didn't have extreme aggressive crimes such as like a a felony murder or something of that nature. Right. But but what happened was they found another loophole, the politicians in the Florida area, which anybody who know about Florida <laughs> we know it's normally used to be a conservative state. Exactly. Yeah. Not saying that all conservatives are bad. <laughs> we get you. But get you, man. <laughs> that's just what they do. <laughs> and that yeah. just what they're doing in that particular state. So they found another appeal that said, kind of going back off what Patrick was saying, they found Who? that <laughs> this guy. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, go ahead, bro. <laughs> what Santiago? Santiago was saying. Um, they found that if we find them with taxes and things of that nature, because most criminals or people who have been in jail, I don't want to call everyone a criminal. Uh, most people who have been in jail have occurred huge fines. Mm-hmm. And once those huge fines occur, it's hard to pay them down because sometimes a fine can be 15, 20,000, you know, sometimes they less. Mm-hmm. However, once you get those fines, they said, okay, you got the fines. So you can't vote now until you pay off the fines which makes it, again, another way to suppress the yeah. vote of inmates. That's like saying we can't vote until we get rid of student loan debt, in which case right. I would never vote, bro. <laughs> which is, is the thing they're doing now with parking tickets and stuff. They just recently repealed that stuff. You're absolutely right, uh, Javon. That's a great point. they doing whatever they can to you know limit people's access to vote. And on you, uh, yeah, on to Craig Mack, on to you, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, growing up and, you know, voting in Lissery. Can you kind of touch on, you know, the other part a little again so we can. Yeah. So, uh, so what we're talking about, we were, uh, as we mentioned with Florida, like some people are just historically like they're known for voting a certain way. Like, uh, of course, you, as I mentioned, like typically like minorities are or more specifically impoverished people, uh, which although we uh, do make up a large portion of that uh, for the uh, the portion of the United States that we do make up, uh, that typically we vote uh, in favor of a democratic uh, system. So uh, we would prefer to have uh, to have a blue state or a blue president so we could have our, our views represented uh, in ways that we see fit, and when it co- breaks down to a, a governmental level, or pardon me, more more county, state, city level, uh, that at least we're being helped out there, so we can see where the need is met, needs to be met. Exactly. Um, so, with with that, um, you know, actually, I'll I'll you know pass the baton to Jay Vine to you know to kind of lead us with that. You can go ahead and let's hear your thoughts, brother. On a city level and on a state level, I think that they're both are on two different levels as far as like how people mm-hmm. are voting. Our vote seems to be in a city level 
a lot of people don't always vote. They only think of the the president or this person, but there's the city level, there's aldermen. Those things make up your district. And when they make up your district, I mean, each alderman is responsible. So when people think of, I'm sick of all these potholes in my area, I'm sick of all this, that's an alderman. That's somebody you vote for. People are not um, realizing the educational piece, the literacy, simple way of saying it, of what their vote does. And sometimes people get reelected who didn't do anything for you. So you have to start being more knowledgeable about, I know that this person is running as this party or that party, but look at it from the picture of who has the best interest for me because your vote doesn't always have to go with a particular party. You have to look at your own interests and evaluate what their viewpoints, what have they been involved in in the past and where are they going now? Right. I think that that's an excellent point um uh, and that you know taught me some too because i i'm gonna just be straight up and i'm sure y'all y'all probably on the same boat this i don't know who my alderman is i barely knew who the governor was the only reason i know who who, who he is now is because his face is on the news every other day but you know that's just honestly you know this is a new state for me but this is basic knowledge that you know i should know but i didn't and it, even when it comes to um, the alderman elections, the local elections, to um, something I read was um, in the south side of Chicago, the year, excuse me, there's this 19-year-old who was running for uh, District 31 as an alderman, you know, in his town. And he needed a certain amount of signatures, I believe 400 or something. It's called 450 to be conservative. And he got 1,700 um, signatures. So, you know, get put on a ballot and he could you know, legally run for that uh, office. Well, the person who's held that position for so long, you know, did a counter to that and had people, well, the city itself too, the city of Chicago themselves, officials went out and they had people sign affidavits to redact their signature and the kid either uh, end up not even being able to run for the election because by the time they've convinced all these homeowners to redact their signatures, um, he didn't have enough to even be put on a ballot. Thus, the other person had won. Mm-hmm. And this is stuff that kind of happens on the, you know, behind the scenes and stuff that, you know, don't really, people don't really know. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of things that go on in our areas that I know the media, things like that do have a tendency to fear monger and put the negative cognitations in people's mind. But you also have to take it as some truth, even if majority of it's false. They say it's uh, truth in every lie, mm-hmm. you know, right. those type of concepts. So look at those news and kind of like research it for yourself. Stop just believing everything everyone else says. That was a perfect example of that was somebody who was actually could have been valuable to the community and made a difference, especially being young. And I know people always talk about millennials and things like that. But you never know where that person's mindset was and how they plan to help out that community compared to the person who was there and they've been doing a crappy job most likely. Exactly. And I you know, that's how I looked at it too. You know, he's nineteen. He definitely could have, you know, been beneficial to because and essentially he almost been like that middle ground, that uh connection between, you know, the previous generation and, you know, and the current one. And this was a few years ago, so this 
This could have helped in different ways, but unfortunately he wasn't even able to run because of tactics that were used. Nowadays, nowadays those tactics can be even the small things. They We just was talking about last night, gentlemen, about they'll put people... What is that Martin Luther... Not Martin Luther King, but uh, Malcolm mm. X. Man, I gotta... When he talks about how the minute that they put somebody else in uh somebody in power they'll put somebody else and make another person of that same race or that or ethnicity be able to come and counter it it makes them look like they not as strong as they really are they have to make you feel divided yeah. right so yeah and i mean and like you're saying pal like even with him being young like if he were able to stand a decent chance he probably would have won because he like it's tough to mudsling a 19-year-old. Like, we had one of our uh, – I mean, I don't know if we're tight enough to call him a friend, but uh, one of the guys we were in uh, college with, he uh, he ran for mayor of, of Oshkosh or either for the county. And, I mean, he was hardcore campaigning. I mean, the, the kid – honestly, his policies were solid, and uh, it seemed like he was ready to, you know, do some things, but he just didn't have the backing because, well, well, he's 19. You know what I'm saying? They're just not trying to hear that. They're like, oh, well, we know what one of these older guys can do, but you know, they they've been around, like they they know for sure, like, and they just weren't feeling voting for a nineteen year old. I mean, the the way the polls uh, ended up by the the final of, uh, say so was, uh, I mean, it showed that he like was prepared, and you know, people were starting to get behind him. But it's just the direct correlation was that he he wasn't getting the vote of the people that are already in this, like the town. Yeah. Which is interesting because I don't know if it changes based on like state or region, because I'm sure you guys are aware of the Michigan, I believe it was Michigan state representative, the guy, I forgot his name, but you know, one of the youngest or the youngest um, representative is a, a black man. He was 20 or something when he was elected in. And I thought that was very interesting. And for several reasons, you know, a young black brother, a young minority, and just a young person, a young man in that type of position, I think could have been or has been beneficial for them in a way. And I just wonder if it kind of like varies from state to state or just region, like some people are ready for that type of, you know, change or that that type. And then others are just not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've all had this happen to you where you're talking to an older person and they're like, oh, well, like, well what do you know, like, because of how old you are? And, yeah. and you may have it all the way thought out down to a T, but they don't care about that. They want somebody that's, quote unquote, been there. Uh, people go to a hospital and they, they won't want to be taken care of by somebody like some young cat. They'll be like, oh, give me somebody with some gray hairs, like not because they want somebody like older by a number because it's reassurance to them that they know what they're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it really might come down to just them not thinking that they, that they do know what they're doing or uh, that they're ready. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, we were talking about, you spoke on, you know, people voting based on loyalty, a party and stuff. And it's no surprise that, Still, as of now, um, the election is uh, for 2020, the presidential election is moving forward. And we've already got our two candidates um, for the Republicans and the current president in the United States, regardless of how you feel about him. He is the president, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. 
And then um, the Democratic uh, nominee is obviously going to be Joe Biden. And it's interesting, the dynamic, and you guys could kind of tell me your thoughts on this. It's interesting, the shift that I see. I'll say my, my the shift of my, the, the dynamic I see is, you know, Trump won for a lot of very reasons in 2016. And one of the biggest reasons, because he didn't come off as a politician. And I thought that was interesting. Well, he's not. Because, he's, not uh, he's a complete outsider and people like that. Yeah, they do. He seemed a quote-unquote common man. Um, yeah, that's why I said quote, because I don't, but I get how people can see it. He wasn't, you know, all politically correct. He just said exactly how he wanted to say things, and I think that was a refreshing change. Um, he didn't seem like a guy in a suit or a, a woman in a suit. And it's interesting because I saw a lot of my friends who are hardcore Democratic say, he just winning from saying this phrase or this phrase. But then if you flip it to four years later in 2020, <laughs> Joe Biden has not uh, has not said much and he people are still going to vote for him. And I really don't believe that they really know exactly what he stands for and what his policies truly are. I feel like a lot of it is him just riding on the fact that he was a vice uh, vice president of President Obama. And I just want to kind of get your perspective on people. Have y'all seen this, you know, hardcore, you know, whether you're hardcore Democratic friends or hardcore Republic friends, is that wise to just vote on parties and stuff like that? Yeah, well, if I can field this one first, uh, I wouldn't, uh, I won't go with friends because I don't, I have Republican friends, but even they, you know, sometimes they get quiet when, uh, when he puts his foot in his mouth or does something stupid, but they want to sing his praises when, you know, when he's doing right. So, uh, but. Uh, you guys know this about me. I was working for a, a political and nonprofit fundraiser when I was still in college, uh, trying to make sure I had some money instead of working off the meal plan. But um, I was working for Ted Cruz initially, and then uh, one of them was the Republican National Committee. Now, before y'all cut me down in the comment box, <laughs> please understand that I just needed a job. <laughs> I didn't help. I didn't help Trump win. I didn't. I didn't do none of that. So don't don't be in there crucifying me. <laughs> All is forgiven, bro. But uh, but what I was able to do is kind of t- take the pulse of uh, what Republican voter- voters were thinking and supporters. And one of the biggest thing I noticed is that they just took so much pride. Like especially you talk to an older guy that's in his sixties or seventies. Uh, oh, the first thing out of their mouth is, "Oh, I'm you know I'm staunch Republican because we're, we're asking for contributions to the uh, the campaign and the committees." And they're, oh, I'm staunch Republican. You know, I'm on board. Like, you know, I'm voting. Blah, blah, blah. And like the the voting pride is there because and then when you bring up one piece of logic, like, oh, well, uh, you know, he's trying to do away with this. Oh, well, I hadn't thought about that. But uh, th- but this is the way I vote. And it's like I, like some people, you just can't change their mind because they're they're so jaded because it's what's in them and what's been what's mm-hmm. been taught and passed down and traditionally what's been what they've been used to that it's all they know. So for them to try to take the time to get to know, you know, a democratic uh, way of thinking on, on whatever subject it may be like, that's, it's hard. It's not impossible. It's just hard. And they don't want to do that because they've lived their whole life under one thing. So uh, it's, it's just the way that things tend to be, which is why it's important that like younger and, you know, more diverse uh, groupings of people are able to vote and get whatever they can in there to, to actually show how they believe 
and right. and also why it's important not to just go with what you know because you could really be cheating yourself. Exactly, um, Javon. What are you know? What are your thoughts, perspective on it? I agree with exactly what Craig was saying. That you can't necessarily same thing I was saying earlier. You can't necessarily vote on the party. I mean, each party has their own issues. Um, just like now, you got people. Some people agreeing with everything Trump says, and there it's like the blind leading the blind because. They agree with nothing he says, but it's because he's a Republican or a conservative. And people forget that originally when he was a politician, he wasn't even a Republican. He was a Democrat. So I wonder what they would have voted for him then. You know, even today, we look at the politics on a local level, government level and things like that. It's people that even nowadays are starting to become more independents. And those people don't get the recognition either. Um, that somebody from a Democrat or a the closest person I've seen is like Bernie Sanders, which yeah, he has his own as issues hell. as well. Yeah, but yeah. people <laughs> right, but people align their views with some parts of him, but other people say nope because he's not a Democrat. We don't want him. He was independent. You know, those are things that <laughs> are mm-hmm. issuing themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's a popularity contest. If you don't have like, the support of either side, you're you're really running a race against yourself. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's really true. It's why a lot of independent candidates really, they don't get the chance to shine at all. They don't get invited to any debates or, you know, anything in that nature. And I agree uh, with, uh, with Craig as well, at least on the part of, um, you know, educating yourself and people just being loyal for the sake of being loyal. Maybe they don't really understand. They didn't do the research or all their research specifically comes from, something they were told on whatever uh, media outlet, whether it be the news, you know, if they listen to some on the radio or some on TV or rather just be some on social media, there's no research done. And that's not true for everybody because there's some hardcore Democrats that that are in Republicans that are really loyal to their party, but they have a very firm stance of to why and they're able to articulate themselves themselves to why they believe and why they will vote the way that they vote all the oh, time. Oh, for sure. And I guess just, <laughs> right. just quickly that like that wasn't like a hundred percent across the board. Like like you're saying, Pat, like some people do. And what I noticed is that it's typically a very personal reason on why they uh why they would stay there if it's if they are in fact if they do have a reason to provide. Otherwise, it's. I would say mostly, probably seventy percent of what I remember as far as calls coming through, they just that's what they know. <laughs> yeah, and you, you're not wrong because I see it as the majority is because you know not talking. I use I need to watch it, but you know using the term friendly, but just talking to people I know or just talking to people in general. Uh, you know, politics is kind of a taboo topic for people you're not really close with, or even people you are close with. Um, mm-hmm. They said, if you don't want to buy Christmas gifts, talk about politics over Thanksgiving. Amen. But, uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, um, talking with people about that, you really get to see a lot of people's perspectives and viewpoints. And what I've noticed, and I've been guilty of this myself for a while, for the longest time, and even probably still now at times, is people still vote regardless whether they see it or not. They vote based on their bubble, their bubble what really affects them what motivates them and which is not an issue to an extent, but the people in the office are supposed to be for all the people. And, you know, 
if you vote just specifically on what's going to affect you and not thinking about your neighbor next door, which is you know difficult to do because we all have different lives, then it kind of just further creates that division, in my opinion, my perspective on it. I agree. I agree completely. I think that today we're living in a more modern times than in the past where people are able to do some more research because I know before uh, back in probably our grandparents or even before that, they didn't have a computer, computers, excuse me, the technology and things of that nature where they can be able to say, hey, who is uh, Ted Cruz? Who is, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 <laughs> whatever. So uh, uh, you can do that. <laughs> uh, you can do that now. You n- didn't have this access. You can find out. It can be good and bad, though, because some things are fake mm-hmm. news, seriously. And then some things are things that are legitimate. For example, some of the scandals that's going on um, even now or in the past, people take things out of context and people are going to take things at they at face value or some people are going to take things and interpret from their mm-hmm. own perspective. But when you start looking at these people, you do have a you have the opportunity to have more of an open view and get the facts. If you look for the facts, that's the big thing. You have to be willing to do the research and become educated on this person or that person and both sides. I know that each one of us, even in this chat, we all have our own different viewpoints and our own different values. Um, far as we, I would say for the audience sake, we do agree on most things, but there's things you will hear that we all (laughs) don't agree with (laughs) and as close as we all are, but our values may be very similar, but there's things that may come up at some point that I may agree with this particular politician or Craig may agree with this particular politician because it more aligns with his vision of his life or if he wants to have a family Mm -hmm. and how he wants his family to be. Some people don't look at it that way. Um, because you have to think about it. These people, a lot of these people, even if you think of Supreme Court judges and things like that, some of these people are in office for a lifetime. Some people are four years. Some people are eight years, two years. You got to look at like the bigger picture and the future of who you put in there. I agree. Um, two questions for, you know, um, for you guys. Uh, first one, either y'all can answer both. Um, you brought up a good point as far as technology, why uh, technology, you know, all this access to information that we do have in order to make a more informed decision and being more informed voters. Do y'all believe that because of this advance in technology has made us lazy to do that research or is it the opposite? That there are more people that actually are looking. It's just what we see. Um, what is your perspective? That has technology made us more lazy or not? I, I I hate to say this, but I, I'm going to say that I'm on the fence. And the reason why I'll okay. back up why I'm on the fence. There are some people who are on the fence um, with the laziness and the non-laziness. In my case, it's because some people are lazy because they just depend on social media to get them the information. They'd be like, all right, if I scroll down my timeline or my IG or my Facebook, I mean, Facebook just had got a huge lawsuit over those things, putting up fake news. And they'll really depend on the timeline of this fake news to determine their voting, or they feel like that's where they get all the information. So I do think it's laziness in that sense, but then you have the other 
other side, like us three, I know that we'll look up things and we'll research like the viewpoints. And we're millennials, since everyone says yeah. millennials don't do this or that. Right. And we, we do that, you know what I mean? So I think it's it's the particular person and they have to be able to be dedicated enough to be willing to do it. So that's why I say I'm on a fence with who All right. broad stroke though. what. Yeah. Broad stroke. Um, you think we lazy because of it or are we getting more use out of it? I think we're getting more we're getting more use because it helps us see who someone is, but I think that we're not actually doing all the research that we mm-hmm. could be doing. You answer that like a politician. Good job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't answer. Hey, it. <laughs> you know, I know that yeah, I was probably gonna be one. Yeah, you don't piss somebody off. Yeah, you smart man. You smart brother, uh, Craig. Uh, what, uh, what's your uh, perspective? So, on that? technology as it pertains to uh, voting and all that, or yeah, as it pertains to voting and you know doing you know becoming informed um, with who you're voting for and the candidates, I should say, has um, the increase of it make uh, or the advancement of technology made it made us more lazy, or has it done the opposite? And well, we do more work. Right, well, I'll go with with what uh, Javon is saying but by the fact that it does boil down to the person because if you can register to vote on Facebook, all it takes is for you to get your butt up out your chair and then go to this poll and make it happen. But as far as getting the information, that is there, but people just, more often than not, they don't take the time to read. Like, I know this is an off example, but it explains the, the temperature of how people are on Facebook. Like, I shared something from uh, the first Tyson Fury fight with uh, with Deontay Wilder. Yeah, he yeah. um he what did he do? He donated some amount of millions of dollars to the like his whole fight purse actually to to some to promote uh, support for mental health and things like that. And I saw it after the and I didn't uh, share it the first time, but I shared it after the second fight because I saw it and I was like, oh man, like that's crazy. He did that, so I didn't even know. But when I shared it, it got a whole bunch of love and nobody, including myself, which is, like I mentioned, uncharacteristic of me because typically I do. But I just wanted that to get out there. Uh, I didn't open up the, the link and read it myself. And I would have saw clear as day that the date was for 2018 uh, or 19, whatever they fought. And everybody, even the comment section, you know, on my post alone was like people like, oh, yeah, like, like singing his praises. It's like, dang. And then somebody inboxed me like, hey, dude, you know that was from last fight? I was like, no, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, dude, like, you don't have to put, like, take it down, but just, I just wanted you to know. And so I was like, damn it. Like, <laughs> like, and my, my post has already gotten a bunch of love. I'm like, well, now I got to either, like, retract the statement or, like, the post or just take it down altogether. And I was like, you know what, just leave it. But that, like I mentioned, it just shows that nobody of all the, 60 or 70 people that liked it and like loved it and shared it and all that none of them opened it so so if you see something a headline will get anybody's attention and headlines are meant to be divis- divisive however you pronounce yeah it. uh but uh to to make people either think one thing and either run with it that direction like um I know you guys have seen the meme. It's uh, like the guy looks like he's murdering one guy in one frame, but another in the other frame, he's helping him. 
but yeah. Yeah, in the camera yeah. frame, he's uh, you know he's attacking him or whatever. So uh, it's like that. It, it is what it, it's like made to look like until you open it. And with that being, I guess uh, the way things look, then I would say that yeah, it is making us a little lazy. <laughs> people uh, people aren't you know getting as much information and doing their own research because uh, fair play, like people have things going on in their life immediately more important than voting and like like who's doing what and saying what but uh, as it pertains to how your life is going to be altered it is maybe one of the most important things you need to do is arm yourself with information find out who uh the person is that you thought you were going to vote for and who you thought they were versus who they are once you've gotten the facts on paper because you may need to change your mind and you can like a guy but if you don't like what he's for then that has to supersede how much you like him okay yeah, no, uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, um, broad stroke for me, um, surface level, yes, it's made us lazy. Um, you brought up a good point. There's several times on my timeline people are sharing articles, and the first thing I do is, like, click on it. And it, one article was from 2011. And I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I yeah, told him, like, hey, man, just take this down. Nobody saw it yet. Like, this article's from 2011. But um, broad stroke technology has made us lazy um, because we have all this access and we it's a click of a button. But like you said, it's not our immediate. It's not important to us, you know, immediately. We have other stuff going on, other stuff, you know, that takes over our daily lives. That's not something that somebody's going to, you know, go home after a long day at work, sit down, relax, um, put on a game if it you know, sports were gone. And then think, oh, man, I need to look up these candidates after this. This is not going to happen. But on the flip side of that, and reason if we dig a little deeper, is I do recognize that not everybody has the same access to technology and access to information. Um, Lower income communities and stuff like that, especially doing now with everything, with all major things like public libraries and things being closed, a lot of them don't have computers at home or ways to get the you know, information. Yeah, they may have phones, they may not. So I think that it takes into account as well is the technology has an advancement, but that doesn't mean that everybody has the same access to, to, to that technology and to get that research. That's a great point. Uh, I was going to say, or even have a follow-up question with that because yes, not everybody has a technology, but do you all think that's kind of why a lot of times older folks say that we don't know how we're voting or different things of that nature because they'll say you all are just blind because y'all just depend on technology. Y'all depend on the internet and this access that's supposed to be quote unquote convenient access or easier access to information, but it's not persuading us the right way. Do you believe that's why they say that when it comes to us voting or things like that. We're not, we're stepping outside of our parties because of that or our, their usual parties or our parents' I think parties. What that is, like that. is they think that we don't understand uh, why, why certain things are important to them because, you know, they, they grew up with newspapers. And of course, if you haven't, if you take the time to get a newspaper, you're going to actually read it, whatever you're looking mm-hmm. for to be reading in there. And they think that, and rightfully so, as I mentioned before, like, when you're just getting a blast of stuff on your feed, you're just looking and, oh, oh, wow, they said that, wow. And if you're not opening up and reading it yourself, like, 
it is less likely because it's not your purpose for opening up Facebook. You're just trying to get info. And unless you're looking for specifically stuff on politics and the elections, uh, it is more likely that you're going to brush over it. So I believe that, yeah, they, that would probably be the reason that they're saying that, but also just because they think that someone that isn't of the right mindset, uh, like ourselves is, uh, is going to actually go, you know, read it and find the information that we need to vote. Yeah. So, um, for me, um, it's, it, it's similar to Craig because I think older people, older generation, they're really set in how they access information and how they, you know, did stuff to the point to where there's actually really, there's a lot of educated millennials. There's a lot of, they're, they're, but they just see what they see, whether it be TV or whatever. And they have a very, you know, bubble and a scope for millennials or the Gen Z, Gen Z's as well. So while that I, I do believe it holds some truth. Like I can't just say what they said is wrong because there are, you know, a good bit of us that don't really know how we vote. We don't own technology again, back to my third point, has made us lazy in a sense where we don't really know why we're loyal to a party or why we vote this way. But I do feel majority with the majority of you know the older generation, a lot of it is just assumptions because some don't ask the questions to see what they know. They just assume because you got some off of a news article online or got some off Facebook. They don't know that you looked up on Facebook and then you fact checked on Google and then you did this. They just assume that, oh, they just shared the article and they don't know anything you're talking about. And there's no dialogue that you see that usually ends up happening in order to see, oh, no, they actually do know. They just because when they grew up is we had to do this to get information and do that and do this. And you guys have have it so easy, but you're so lazy. I think a lot of it is just some assumptions. Yeah. Uh, my second question was and was, and we can just touch on this briefly before we move forward. Is do you think there's too much emphasis as a nation focus on the executive, the presidential election versus the senators and you know the house and how and the, the legislative election? Do you think there's entirely way too much focus? brought on there to the point that people don't really know that our focus should be on the legislative branch. That goes back to exactly what I was saying earlier about the world, not the world, but the mm. world of the United States, I would say, often think that our president makes up all the decision, our president does this or that, but there's so much, there's multiple branches of the government and each branch has its own functions. I know that recently, well, not recently, but a while back, in between recently, whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the representatives changed. The House was taken over. Uh, when the House was taken over, people thought it was a big uproar. But then you still got Congress. You still, who's pushing, who's been pushing more conservative judges, more judges that don't even make sense. And we have no control over those type of things because those are the people that's in that particular, making those particular decisions for us and representing our states because you have to look at it from a state level too because the people that you vote for in your state level, 
those are the people that represent you. Kind of going back to what you're saying, Patrick. Those are the people that represent you, and those are the ones that keep the check and balances of the president of the other branches. They can hold each other accountable. So you have to look at those levels more importantly. I'm not saying that the president is not important. It's vitally important, but there's other branches that also are vitally important as well. I feel that. What about you, Craig? Craig Mack. So, um, honestly, I, I pretty much I was looking to see if there's anything different that I felt about what Javon was saying, but I think I'm uh, I'm just gonna hit him with a ditto because uh, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's very quick and simple and painless. Um, yeah, it, I mean, there's no reason to, you know, as they always say in the military, which they used to email, to piggyback off what Javon said, bruh. Be making thirty minute meetings three hours because everybody piggybacking off each other. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is annoying. I mean, it's just nowadays the it's, people are blind, and I know we all talk about that type of stuff. And I'm not saying that they average or they're just not educated, but it is a sincere ignorance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, that's literally what it is. And they're being ignorant to the fact of what's going on in the world. And they don't take the time to have a step back and realize we wonder why the justice system is so screwed up. We wonder why potholes are everywhere. You know, those are just, they're small in some people's minds, but they're big deals. We got Illinois, who's a very corrupt state, but they continue to vote for who they vote for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- that's an important part, uh, important piece of it. And, you know, for our viewers listening and everything, um, if you are focused on the legislature, that's cool. Keep up doing it. If you're not, you know, just, you know, put a little more, you know, time into your seeing it. If Because a big thing when I was living out there, um, and I lived in the sub- suburbs in Chicago for most of it, um, my high school that I went to, uh, my parents' property taxes continued to go up, but it wasn't reflected anywhere within the school itself. Yeah, they would um, add a wing, but the school system as a whole, and this is no fault to the teachers, we had actually some really good teachers. It was the curriculum that was the issue. Uh, our school was still very poor performing. Now, in the time when I was going to high school, we were increasing test scores and everything, but not enough to pay with uh, the, the property taxes we were paying or my parents were paying and other people's uh, uh, parents were paying it, you know, and it comes, that comes down to who's in charge of our, you know, city level and then even state level, because that, that grants how many money, how much monies are given to your school and everything. And I don't think it was, uh, or we also have problems with our roads. A lot of our roads are bad. <laughs> in that area but if you go up the street to like gurney libertyville like well i I say up the street very loosely gurney is like 20 minutes from where i used to stay at but if you go up the street or lake forest and stuff it's different you know they don't really have pothole problems they don't have problem with their as problem with their school system up there so it is very important to know who your local um your local officials are and to elect people in office who can really inspire the change that you're seeing because these congress people they keep getting reelected they they do their term and they keep getting reelected cuz uh, I put myself in the bubble is I don't really know who to vote for so I'm going to put who's already in there I mean Jesse White been the state <laughs> secretary since 
Since Nam, boy. <laughs> Since Nam. Not, man. And I can't say he's doing a bad job, and I can't say somebody in there would do worse or better. I wouldn't know because all I know is to vote for him. And he's black. Even, when I was in there, look, yeah, and <laughs> but hey, I'm not nah, gonna lie, I got you. I never took yeah took the time to really research the other candidate because Jesse White is who I knew and that was who I was familiar with. So that's just all I looked at. For sure. And this may not. I know other people don't necessarily live in Illinois because our viewers are in all type of states, even in different countries, but taking what you just said about the state of Illinois and Jesse White, if you go to the DMVs in Illinois, the people who visit Illinois things that, well, y'all wouldn't have to deal with it, but talk to somebody who does. <laughs> um, the DMV system is so old. I mean, you go to other states where they're mailing your IDs. There is no reason why Illinois had to go and redo all of their um, IDs over again just so you can be able to pass through airport security all because they were so behind in technology, but we've been voting for Jesse Wright, voting for Jesse White just because he's there. But advancement-wise, he's gotten comfortable. Not saying that I know him completely, but it's kind of clear from the way the DMV is set mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that's a good point. Craig, anything, you know, any C-Mac, anything to add to that at all? No, nah, I mean... I mean, if we're talking about that specifically, um, I mean, you do see that they, they keep wanting to make changes, but like it's more format than it is efficiency. Like Wisconsin is unbelievable when it when you look at their DMV versus, and, and I mean any DMV. I've been to the ones in Kenosha and I've been up as far as Oshkosh and in other rural areas. Like they're, they're there to get you in and out because they know that you have a life to live. <laughs> And in Illinois, it's just, it, it's like playing bingo. Like, it's funny because the numbers are like B11, but you have absolutely no idea when you're next. Yeah, yeah. Sit down, shut up, and read a book. Yeah, or like, something. I, write, you can write a book. Honestly, like, I was there for, uh, for my driver's test when I finally did get reinstated. And I was like, okay, they're like, oh, yeah, like, it shouldn't be too long for you. I was like, all right, sounds good. I, I took my PTO off. I took, four hours off and went there an hour before my uh, shift started at work. And I was still there until noon. Like it, it, there's no, there's no way to, to like gauge it. It's not, it's not streamlined and efficient because either they don't care enough in that particular one or they just need to be uh, micromanaged, I guess, because it's just sad. And then they've closed other ones and yeah. some don't have, uh, uh, amenities that the other ones like having a, uh, an informal hearing officer present things like that so yeah no and uh virginia is different too uh um they want you in and out they don't want to see your face longer than they have to um they want to <laughs> they want to be respectful of the time um as long as you got all the paperwork you need boom you in and out it, it, i mean there might be some days where you might wait a little longer but coming from illinois I'm pretty patient. So me waiting 20 minutes, 30 minutes wasn't bad versus, you know, somebody like, oh, this is a long time. I'm like, bro, I'd be lucky to sit down after 30 minutes of being in the DMV in Illinois sometimes, especially Waukegan. But moving from that, you know, with the 2020 election, as we, you know, wrap up this, you know, episode. So, you know, one last topic I wanted to kind of like we wanted to cover was 
the potential of the election being canceled or people saying that the president can cancel the election. What are y'all thoughts or, you know, uh, views on that? I get a lot of information. Uh, not a lot, but I mean, like I was able to get some information uh, from, I know you guys are familiar with the show House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, and by no Great means show. is that my main source of information. So again, don't be trying to eat me up in the comments. But um, uh, one of the later episodes in the season finale, Frank was, I think, for sure going to lose the election. And I think it was all, all but said and done. But he put the country into a state of emergency, which allowed him to cancel the, uh, the election. And, and I've heard all types of conspiracy theories. And this is probably the most logical of them that I've heard. But all this corona stuff is in an effort to, to do that so he didn't have to worry uh, some, uh, Donald J didn't have to worry about uh, whether he would win or not. He would steal the election, so to speak, by not having to have it. And in essence, in at least from what I see, I don't see why any reason why he should be worried that he's not going to get the second term. And what about you, uh, King J. Vaughn? What's your thoughts on that? I will say that there is ways to go about it. Do I think our particular president is going to do it right now? I don't think so. I think he's under enough uh, <laughs> pressure. I mean, people just was just anything he does, somebody is immediately finding something wrong with. It. I'm not going to say that everything he does is wrong and everything he does is right. Uh, there's some things that I agree with, some things I don't. Not saying that I voted for me. So <laughs> calm down, audience. Uh, <laughs> um, but I will say that I don't think that he will. I know that there can be things like states of emergencies and other ways to postpone it, the elections. But I do know that they were talking about because of the virus. One of the things that they were going to do is uh, where you can be able to mail in your ballots. But that can end up being fraudulent as well, because if somebody can be like, oh, we didn't get that ballot. We didn't get this. So there's ways to go about it. I don't think he's going to do it, though. What would you say? So Patrick? for me, and, um, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do just a little bit of digging just kind of on it because I'm, that's something I concern me, too. I think elections should be held um, because, you know, they need to happen. So um, what will happen if the elections are canceled, which apparently he kind of can do, um, is that then puts the onus on the House of Representatives on each state to select members for the Electoral College. So they are to be selected prior to, I can't, the, the date escapes me, prior to a certain date. And then they're supposed to cast their votes. But that, like you said, Jayvon, and like I said, it's like that opens the door to so much, you know, um, corruption, possible corruption. Because let's say you're a Republican state or you're a state that, or you're even a swing state. Let's say you're a swing state and, and you're, tr but the people who are currently in office would rather have a Republican as their president of Trump. So they're going to get the electoral, you know, elect somebody who will be more on their side, more apt to cast electoral votes for president Trump. 
And one interesting thing I did say, if they're not, if states aren't able to get together with that and figure that out, that after January of 2020, when, you know, the inaugurations are held, that the current president and vice president actually won't be considered uh, elected officials anymore. Um, if I'm wrong, please somebody correct me that in the comments. I will not be offended, but I thought that was just really interesting. And I don't foresee that happening because who going to want to be throwing the U.S. into chaos? We're already in a huge chaotic um you know, point in time that having that as a as a another issue in a few months would just not be beneficial. And I do agree with you, Craig. You know, there has been some wild cons conspiracy theories, some that hold a lot of you know merit, but that one makes the most sense to me as well. You know, using this COVID as you know, uh, that's, I don't like using the word distraction, but using the current situation to you know, have another agenda why this is going on is what I think is 100%. Yeah. So I guess it's less of a conspiracy theory than it is a a, a, a probability, I guess. It, it is valid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's valid. So those are just my thoughts. I think it'd be a huge issue if we weren't to have an election because we all know how we feel about the electoral college versus the popular vote and everything. I think the president should be picked on a popular vote, but that's just my opinion because at that point, that's really the people choosing the president, not the electoral college. But, um, and to take that a step further is that I know I've done a lot of more research on that and I believe even if he tried, because of the constitution, it would end up being the power of the Congress to have to try to make some type of decision because of uh, when there's health disparities like what we're going on now with the coronavirus, he wouldn't particularly be able to just cancel it. It would just be a legal battle, which would kind of leave it like at an imbalance if he tries to postpone it. That no, no, that does. That no, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, because it it goes into the system with checks and balances. He can't just be like the elections cancel. Okay, Mr. President. Now the Congress got to be like, hold up, bro. Like, let's let's talk about this. <laughs> yep, and it goes right back to what you were saying earlier about the the president is not the only election. You have to look at the the legislative and the other branches of government when you're doing those things because really people forget that if. Say, for example, the president and the vice president die. Do people even realize? Uh, I want the viewers to comment on this. Do you know who? I don't want you to look it up. Do you know who will become the president if the president and the vice president passes away? Who will become the president at that point? So that's our question for yeah. this week. Craig, any last thoughts? Anything to add? Before you know, we wrap this. Uh, you know, this wonderful uh, political. Nah, man, I think up. we uh, we covered it well and uh, exercised all of our points. So, uh, I'm good. Yeah, and as far as from the question from the last episode, we're still tallying in the polls. I don't, I don't know who's winning right now at this yes, point. Do. I don't know if winning is the. No, <laughs> uh, I think Jake Bond's winning by one now. If I remember correctly, I think it's two one. Him and Craig. Yeah, it's, tough. Yet, but it's, it's hard out here for a pimp. It's. Uh, I don't know if this is a thing you want to win. I I, I'm just curious to find out. I guess. No. Especially considering yeah, I already know the answer. Yeah, we we all know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, 
Maybe not actually, but um, yeah. So thank y'all for uh, tuning in on to the to this week. Uh, feel free to you know comment, leave comments, leave suggestions in the comment section. Um, we'll have the IG page set up. Free feel feel free to email us, and um, y'all take it easy. Santiago signing off. As always, it's King Javon. Have a great rest of the and week. Craig Mack, I don't we'll care what y'all do. Y'all next time. Have fun though. Peace.